Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Cool 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 Down. Ah, hey, Jets. Hey, I love that. That was synchronized. <laughs> Lovely to the T. In case you haven't uh, noticed, Mosa makes a long-awaited comeback. Um, it's almost, it's, it's, it's like I said, it's always a coincidence when Chelsea don't perform and Mosa disappears. They didn't dis- uh, perform on the weekend, but he is here. So thank you for joining us, Mosa. I think, I think, I think, I think, I think Mosa needs to tell us uh, what what he's been getting up to. I think uh, a certain a certain friend of the show is getting married, and and you can just let us know who got married, and just so we can give him his congrats. Oh yeah, so you had mentioned it in one of the previous shows before. Uh one of my uh friends, Shoro, uh which you know as well, who you know as well, uh, Claudio. No, not that uh, one. I don't know. He's, he's talking friends. about the other one. You've already other spoken friends. about Shoro Chief. Oh, hey, okay. So that's all timers. What's going wait, on? But that was also that was about a week ago, yes. Another a week ago, because it's it's your first uh, show, man. It's your first show. So obviously uh, I saw you in one of the pictures, so I'm just like, you must tell us, you know. There have been so many weddings, my man. You must be specific. <laughs> but um, this one that we went to most recently was for uh, Tokozani Sikotlong. Uh, he's the current player at uh, Chipper United. And uh, uh, a friend of ours that uh, did the first 1v1 that we had as um, Go Lounge TV. Rich. So we went to go enjoy his uh, wedding and yeah, wish him... And his beautiful wife, a uh, uh, beautiful marriage together. So, yeah, that's where the boys go. I thought Bosa was also going to come back with a ring on his finger, you know, because <laughs> gone for so long. <laughs> soon, soon, soon. Keep putting it in the air, my man. Keep putting it in the I'm air. It, soon it'll be there. there. It's <laughs> <laughs> not that only happen if you have someone, though. I'm just saying. <laughs> easy, <laughs> easy, tiger. Easy. <laughs> All right, um, we, we do have a late, a late comer, and uh, he's been battling the internet, but it seems like he has made it, and it's time for the Wonga Denga Denganator to show his face, gentlemen. My, say hello. What up, guys? Internet connection is being like Man United of late now. Hey, don't know why. It's cutting, <laughs> struggling. Hey, it's battling, bro. It's, it's, say, it's bro? barely there. I even had to let go of it. I'm using my own phone data. It's 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 like Everton, bro. Come on, say like it's like Everton. Come on, man. Get a relegation. Right, Celo needs no introduction, but uh, just in case you're wondering, obviously he is our Devils hashtag Devils United. There, and uh, according to Wonga and Mosa, yes, struggling, struggling like the rest of the league, I suppose. But who's worse, gents, Man United or or Everton? Eh, Martial. (laughs) Dare we say the name Martial on tonight's show? Dare we say? Why? (laughs) Why? The man refuses to travel with the he, squad. What's he didn't want there? to. He didn't that, want to that play. Was, that was that was that wasn't true. He he clarified. <laughs> according to, according to, to you, the player. So him, how, how can you believe? But why Wait. do you believe the player over the manager? Yeah, uh, wasn't the, the manager the coach, saying that he didn't want the coach to? Just, the coach just arrived yesterday, guys. He's got no, a point. You though. see now? No, no, no. You see that one guy. <laughs> oh, so you saying you saying that somehow through the grapevine, maybe Martial was just saying, look. He might want to just come on later in the game as opposed to not being there at all. No, listen, Marshall has has has, has indicated uh like, like any player who says he wants some game time, um, you know, and I and obviously he thinks that a move elsewhere would be beneficial to him. The club hasn't come on board in terms of uh, allowing not allowing him, but obviously the club have come with some demands that probably are a bit tricky for other clubs to fulfill right now in terms of a loan fee and to pay hundred percent uh of his wages, you know. Um, you know, some clubs have inquired. They've, they 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 don't mind doing either or, but not both. You know, pay the loan fee or pay the full wages. So either or, but not do both. You know, what I mean, whereas 
So obviously, as well as the Man United, you need to try and realize, okay, how is the best way to deal with these things? But Man United has been poor in transfer dealings, contracts, anything like that. So poorly run club. So I'm not surprised they, that they run that they're doing poor poorly with this as well. I mean, Silo, you so, just jump straight into it. Sorry, Moussa. So we might as well just yeah. go there. But before we go there, we just want to make a comment on Nevada saying, Coutinho, Coutinho, Coutinho. Anyone want to say anything there before we jump into that topic? Coutinho, Coutinho. And then we're going to just touch on the, the transfer window update. Moussa, you might as well tell us what you think Coutinho. so far about Coutinho. Wow, 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 wow. You know, he came with uh, a lot of um, history with uh, your club, uh, Claudio, when he was playing there with DVG. He did leave as one of the highest uh, um, uh, p- uh, pays or fees that we saw for any of the English Premier League players ever. And um, he left on a very, very high note, right? We thought he was going to grow from strength to strength at Barcelona. It hadn't worked out that way. And potentially there could have been several reasons that actually got into that that the dynamic. But to see him come back and join... Uh, uh, Steven Gerrard, his former player, now his manager, and actually look to be uh, not as fit as you'd want him to be, but actually getting into the right positions and uh, interlinking with these strikers in the way he had done, uh, had done with um, the Man United game was quite exciting. For him to come back 14 minutes and score a goal, that's uh, the cherry on top, right? It's a dream start for um, any player at any club. If you can come on as a uh, your first cap and actually seal it at the goal. That's uh, the most perfect or ideal way to actually start it off. So, yeah, I think it puts a, a fresh uh, uh, sail of wind, uh, puts wind under his sail. And I think it's going to be great to actually see what they uh, come up with at uh, um, Aston Villa. And yeah, I mean, Jason jumping in with yeah with another name, Dinya, also running nonstop on, on the day, getting cramps towards <laughs> the end. What a hell of a, a debut but there. Guys, also, guys, can we talk? Can 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 we talk about how <laughs> poor uh, Everton is as a as a as a club? You you, oh, you whoa, let whoa, whoa. go. You, you, wait, wait. Let's just you, give no, a little no. bit of <laughs> let's give a little bit to Aston Villa. Yeah, I mean, coming back. No, from I'm talking about against I'm, Man United I'm talking, with I'm the new about, signings I'm and in the ground running. Let's, let's, I'm talking what, about Dinya. Okay, yeah, this yeah. guy. <laughs> say what you want to say, Silo. <laughs> say it, Chief. Don't, Fine, don't be sad. If, I mean, if Silo's going to rub his head, you might as well like, say it. I don't understand. You on this I, conversation, I, I, is it from Everton? Like, I don't understand. I, we talking yeah, about but we're talking about and the fact guy... that he's now wearing an Aston Villa shirt in the performance on the weekend. And but then we can go about... back to the Everton. So, so we're trying to highlight, we're trying to highlight Dinia and something in relation to Everton. And then you just said that I want to talk about Everton. I want to talk about Dinia, but it's okay, man. Uh, because... <laughs> Clearly, 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 we can't talk about. Uh, I mean, Nevada, look, Nevada, look, Nevada, look, Nevada, look Kelly, what he's saying there. Kelly, 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 there we go. No, it's no, been no, said. It's out there. It's in no, the public. No, heck what? Heck what? Heck what? Do you want to comment? Do you want to comment on the two new signings, the performance against Man United? Was it a really weak performance? We can't speak. We can't speak about other clubs from Merseyside. Guys, there is another club in Merseyside except for Oh, please. You think I care about the blue half of Merseyside? Come on. You can trash them all you want. But right now, we're focusing on the Villa side. You do care. You do. You care about them. Steven Gerrard, Coutinho, Dinia, Wanga. No, man. Look, I think for me, Coutinho, I mean, I could probably... It was something I was I was I was expecting, also really hoping for, just for just for the headlines. Um, I think, but for Coutinho, I think it was a great move. I mean, he, I think, if you look, obviously seeing what happened with him going to Barcelona, and I mean, you can maybe I know one game is too early, but you, you Coutinho, I think, needs to be sort of the main man in the team. 
Um, and he yeah. would have been that guy in Liverpool. They would have built, uh, by now, they would have been painting his statue or whatever they do with those things, uh, just finishing it off, um, getting ready for the unveiling. Uh, but yeah, he decided to leave. Um, and I think maybe at Aston Villa, he's in a way he can sort of have some redemption. Um, in his career because he's, he's, he's still a top player but I, I believe yeah he needs to be that guy pulling the strings in the team and I think mm-hmm. Aston Villa um, is the team um, well I mean I, I could have done any other team but I think I mean Steven Gerrard there and look at the players around him and I mean they've got a 2-2 draw against I mean Man United with good players I don't know if they're a good team but yeah I think yeah they, it's it's a good good start for Coutinho I would say and a good run for Aston Villa to be honest I think far to be happy I think also, guys, we need to recognize the guys that 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 were found there at Aston Villa. You know, I think a guy like Ramsey, you know, the young boy, he had a yeah. very good game. You know, um, scored obviously his first Premier League goal, like a, a blind of a game, had an assist and, and scored the goal. And also Buendia, Buendia was causing problems the whole game. You know, what I mean, I think so. Obviously, yeah. that partnership that Buendia might obviously uh, build like a Coutinho and uh, and a Dini. I think also, you know, sometimes as well, a Buendia is a player who. I see as he was playing for Norwich in the championship, but actually was supposed to be a player in the Premier League, you know, uh, and his mm. mind is probably ahead of some of the players in like Norwich, for instance. So I think at a, at a Aston Villa, where he's got a uh, continues on loan and they've got a, a Digne and obviously other players like a Douglas Luiz, who actually have a bit of quality, international players, they play for the national teams, will obviously bring the best out of Buendia. He, he, he was looking very dangerous. It was one of his best games that I've seen him play. And Ramsey, I think, is yes, definitely one for the future. Definitely, like, uh, yeah, you should, we, should, we, should, we should be watching out for him. I wouldn't be surprised if some, some bigger clubs sniff around, you know, uh, in the coming and, years. And even in front of Coutinho, then you have Che Watkins and Ings. It's actually very scary, right, to see that these guys, they, they oh, especially Watkins, he can't actually look yeah. for a ball every five minutes. He's actually yeah. on the making defenders turn and looking for those kind of runs that uh, Coutinho could service, which is it's going to be quite exciting to see them put it together, especially if he is playing in that uh, number 10 role, which he, he's loved and uh, done so well with it before. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So just, just a quick one then overall impression of Coutinho's start and what you think he can do. I mean, Jason coming in with a fantastic comment saying could be a masterclass from Stevie G. Do you think it's going to be a masterclass from now till the end of the season for Villa and Coutinho being back? Anyone can take the reins. I, I didn't say anyone's I name. Think I, just thinking about it. No. <laughs> I, I, look, yeah, I, I, to be honest, um, I, I believe in um, Stevie G as a coach. Um he he, I mean, he he proved himself there at at, at Rangers. Um, I think he broke records there. Um, hectic form, and I think, I mean, you can see it even in Aston Villa now. I mean, Aston Villa were not so great before Stevie G came in, and now they they they, they sort of uh, picking up uh, they're picking up form. Not an easy team to beat, and if if I look at them as well, it's every, everything is going up, it's going up. Transfer windows come as well. And they've also now, and I think it's also added to that because it's Stevie G in the transfer window. Would they be, would they have been able to sign continue if Stephen Gerrard wasn't there? I think that's mm-hmm. a big question as well, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think I, I I don't want to I don't want to um, because if if Stevie G makes uh, heads that team up with that top that top four is just going to be even tighter than it, than it has um, been over over the years, you know. But um, I think mm-hmm. um, he has potential to to do great things with with that club. Um, if, if, he, if he stays there. And, and I mean, they give him what he wants. Do you mean a number two to four or are you including Man City in the top four? 
No, no look, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> look, I think I just think he's going to he's going to make it difficult, obviously, for every team. I mean, you know, you've seen we used to be a top four. Now you're getting six teams that are actually decent. Now he's making it to probably be eight or something, and then it just makes no. that 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 thing even tighter. You know, it just makes yeah. it very difficult for teams. So yeah, I think um, yeah, but definitely I think Stevie G has uh, is is uh, just, just a quick one. I know obviously Wong is saying he thinks Stevie G has has what it takes in order to get them to the next level. But just I want to compare him to a Frank Lampard yeah, in this case. Do you think if a Frank Lampard had to take charge of at Aston Villa, say he went to Aston Villa instead of a Chelsea, do you think we would have still seen him in a in a job at the moment? More so, I think this this question's primed towards you, seeing as you witnessed him <laughs> first ham and your first hand. Think- sorry, not Wester. Yeah, yeah. The the difference with uh, uh, Stevie G and Lampard in the final days that Lampard had at um, Chelsea is pre- predominantly the amount of money he got to spend. Right. Uh, this this type True. of dealings that Stevie G has just done now is not as um, expensive or as um, eye raising as some of the business that Lampard was doing at the club. And with that kind of business being done, there 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 is pressure on the manager first before anybody else to actually then get the results, right? Yes, it was nice that um, uh, what Lampard did very well was integrate the, the academy into the, the, the first team, and he got the boys playing some kind of exciting football for for periods. That's the same thing Stevie G is doing with uh, Aston Villa. He is getting them to play some exciting football, which actually allows him to express himself and go forward. But, but Musa, so sorry to cut yeah. you there, but how, what, how much, how much, how much control did Lampard have over those transfers that came in, despite Chelsea having a big transfer budget? Yeah, right. And like Marina still been there. The business that she's doing now still it seems very exciting, but in my view, there's some decisions which are pretty tricky. I think. Um, uh, some of the decisions may have been guided by Lampard and some others may have been led by Marina, but um, they just did spend a little bit too much money. Once you do see um, uh, uh, headlines of 90 million being spent here, 70 million being spent there, 50 million being spent there, it does put a lot more pressure on the coach, whether he likes it or not, you know, whether he can blame it on the manager or uh, the, the backroom staff or whatever it falls on the coach to actually get the results because uh, even Marino will ask him, like, actually, dude, we spent 150 million. We spent 200 million on these players. Why aren't we getting the results? You can't really turn around and say, ah, these players are not top quality if you've spent that kind of money. And that's, you, you, you know, that's a you difficult know, one. One thing I think that Stephen Gerrard has over Frank Lampard is the fact that he spent three and a half seasons at at at, yes. at, at Rangers. Rangers you know, he's the yeah, fact that 100%. he actually spent three and a half seasons you know uh three four seasons and obviously half of this current one uh you know so at least you got an opportunity as a coach to actually uh learn what it means to be a head coach you know and actually bring mm. out a team and say okay cool guys let's do this let's do that let's do this let's do that and then obviously discussing with the board and saying okay cool guys i think we need to sign this player this player this player and obviously which resulted in rangers winning the league last season which is something mm. they hadn't done for for 10 years so i think that that that, that, that schooling yeah. that schooling definitely helped him lampard only had one season at derby guys and he didn't qualify mm. for the premier league with derby he failed. Mm. I'm not saying he failed. It's uh, cha- to get out of the championship is very difficult. But he yeah. he 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 he, he got into the playoffs, which is top six, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But he didn't make it into the Premier League, and I think he needed maybe another season. So even like what's happening now with the rumors of Wayne Rooney potentially going to Everton, I think 
Wayne Rooney needs to they need to let him still work at Derby oh, for a bit. Oh, he can't go there. He uh, can't because, go there now. Because especially also with this 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 season, uh, Derby's actually doing well under Wayne Rooney, even though they've got a twenty-one point uh, points deduction. You know, yes, they second they second last on the log, right? But they should be ninth on the log. Uh, like I think like four points outside of playoffs or something. You know, but they've mm-hmm. been playing very well, and they're trying to even with the whole noise of the twenty-one points deduction, they're still playing well. And you need to have that ed- education of about three seasons or, or, or at least two. Let's say two at least. You know, and this is Rooney's second season. So you look at Pep Guardiola. Pep Guardiola had two seasons in the Barcelona B team as the coach. You know, you still have you have to have that education. So yeah. I think it's 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 what Lampard liked. You know, Zidane and the likes. Like Nevada says, yeah, as well. Gerard also got the good education from Klopp and he did a similar situation before going to Rangers. So that, that adds up. And also I like your Rooney sort of comparison. If you take him, if you're putting him at Derby, a complete mess of a club at the moment, do you then think it is the right move to go to Neverton who are even more no. shambles at the moment? No. Not not now, <laughs> not now. I think I think he can he can def, uh, Everton can definitely be Rooney's first uh, job, but not now. Maybe I think maybe in three seasons' time, uh, he can so, definitely he can definitely take a stab at Everton. Three seasons. I mean, time. we we two, meant to we seasons. meant to touch we meant to touch on the transfer window now, but we might as well just go straight to those topics. Benitez getting the sack, yeah, and who should be the the next man in line for the Everton job. Wonga, let Duncan, what do you think? Let Duncan, let Duncan Ferguson take it over, man. I think let him take it over until the end of the season. Rather, he, he I think his first stint as a inter, as a caretaker, he won his both both the games that he that, that he coached, or or he won one and drew one the last time he was a an in, a, pulled, a caretaker. He put uh, Moises Keane on, pulled him off. <laughs> oh, yes, exactly. Game at Old yeah, obviously. Exactly. So he obviously has a bit of experience of being a caretaker. I think just give it to him. He's an Everton nice. boy. The, the 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 fans will give him leeway in terms of in terms of losing games. Uh, but but the most important thing is stay in the Premier League, get a co- a good coach at the end of the season, and then let's yes. obviously build up. And I agree with Musa. It doesn't have to be like, I mean, yeah, like every like he's saying, the, the objective would be to stay in the. The Premier League. So, if you want to get a coach, don't rush for him. You know, like now, just look for a coach. You are where you are now. Um, rather, rather get a coach that you can. Um, um, I mean, rather get the right coach. I mean, take your time, look for the right coach, and I think yeah. towards end now till end of the season. Is, is uh, Sam Adidas? I know you mentioned Duncan Ferguson. Uh, uh, oh, guys, guys, some people need to retire, guys. We don't want to see Sam Adidas. We don't want to see Roy Hodgson, guys. Sam Adidas, Roy Hodgson. We don't want to see them, guys. Do you not think Benitez and Mourinho have exhausted their Premier League experience as well? Do you not think those are the names that should be thrown in the same hat? Benitez and and Jose Mourinho need to go coach international teams now. Yes. That's that's what... that's that's (laughs) I agree with this. Since you guys are considering... Mourinho must coach... Yeah, the same view. Since you guys are kind of considering the old guard moving out, what about like completely fresh new talent moving in, right? Like... I know there's some coaches that aren't on that list, potential list of managers that could take the club. But what about uh, Peter Musimani, who's done so well with uh, Alakli over the past uh, season, oh, season and a bit? What What about <laughs> that? Could you imagine going to Everton? That place is already burning. You'll go there with paraffin, man. You'll set that place on fire. First game in. <laughs> like, these people don't like me because I'm African. That's what they will say immediately. Maybe that's, that's what they need. Know. Some shock therapy, boy, to fix everything. <laughs> That's the problem. That is the, that, 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 that is the problem. Is that uh, African coaches will, will, will don't don't 
I don't get opportunities in Europe. Uh, I think yeah. there's probably I think there's probably one in Belgium and one in France, and that's about it. Uh, you know, uh, I think you have to be a former player. You know, and even former mm. female, former African players aren't even coaches. You know, what I mean, I, I don't mm. even know what you know. Look at who? Look at Drogba. Drogba's in administration. It was the Cameroon uh, president, uh, Cameroon Football Association president. So it's tough, man. Let's let's let's. Yeah, Vieira is obviously leading the way as as former uh, uh, black coaches, but uh, but yeah, I don't think I don't think Pizzo again. But it would be great to get Pizzo into Europe, man. Yeah, true. Yeah. I mean, Jason's saying they would be clever to get Potter, but I see Lampard is being put season. under consideration at the moment. I mean, do you think why? Get, you you mentioned Potter is the perfect person. Potter, yeah, is the perfect Potter. Person. But, but but you guys mentioned Gerard, right? In terms of how he's, he's gone about his approach, technically speaking. When we look at the Chelsea job that Lampard jumped at, we know how volatile Chelsea is generally as a hot seat. So it's not like that opportunity wouldn't have come for him. So he probably could have waited. Do you think this is the right thing to just jump back into at Everton? Do you think he's the man to get the fans on side? Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, think, I think you need you, you need. You need someone who, who's, who's, who's experienced and knows what they're doing. And Potter knows what he's doing at Brighton. You know what I mean? He he, yes. he plays a certain way. Uh, they don't concede too much. Yes, they don't score that much, but they don't concede too much. He knows what he's trying to do. And he's trying to build a team. You know, so uh, Potter would be great at Everton, but I think you'd have to probably wait until the end of the season unless you probably pay a compensation. But, you know. I agree. Yeah. I, I agree still in that, in that sense. It makes sense. Um, Lampard would be still trying to find out what works for him in the in, in the Premier League because he, he started mm. okay and then it and it went down and, and he was unfortunately he was trying to fix it, never got it and it just never worked out because he didn't I mean he ran out of time. As in and obviously Potter he's he's been in the Premier League. He knows what works. Um obviously now he'd have but would you say oh is he, mm, yeah it's a, it'll be a, it'll be a heck of a choice for him um to grow. Because he's obviously putting something All right. And then just to look at yeah, what Jason's saying is like the difference between Gerard and Lampard is the genius move of Gerard to get an extremely good backroom staff. And you gotta you got to agree with that. He's got the right people, experienced people, and the likes of Gary McAllister and others around him. And that always makes a huge difference. Just going to move on to the transfer window update. We do know there's a massive Bulgarian in Fiorentina that Arsenal have put in a £50 million bid. We know that Fiorentina won a sell, but the player's saying, hang on. I want to stay until the end of the season and view my options. Wonga, any any surprise there in terms of that sort of decision from the player? Yeah, he's. I mean, I haven't seen how much, but I, I mean, he's doing well as far as I understand. I mean, even the the so perhaps uh, too well for an Arsenal. Is that what you say? He's 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 the leading goal scorer in in Serie A. No, I mean, he's, I mean, top four team in, pre, in in the Premier League. I don't think it's. I don't think it's. Uh, <laughs> cool. I think it's a, do you, it's a good fit. Do you throw it's that around now? What? What? Top what team? Top six. Top six team. Top one. Be honest. Top six team. You're throwing that around now, sir. It's far from relegation fight, huh? Just top six. Yeah, no, yeah. we're not playing. Uh, yeah, we're part of the big boys in the Premier League. So I think. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's it's it's, it's, it's for him. He's, he's he's obviously happy um, that they, that they're looking for someone. And I mean, I, know I wasn't here. I mean, the week when he started, but it's um, obviously they 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 they're showing. I mean, and and I think it's 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 good as well. I mean, in terms of what's happening, it's unfortunate for Abomyang, but he's he's done his own uh, problems. Um, but also as Arsenal as a club, you can see that look, 
it's not we're not relying on um on players you know you you're not bigger than the club as good as you may be and i think um obviously now this this thing of them pushing for the signing is obviously a clear intent of that um but for him it it makes sense you know um yeah you're playing well the players are coming off uh, teams are coming off you why why rush into it now um rather wait and and have your options but for arsenal will be for us we, I don't know. It seems like Arsenal need players, considering postponement. But yeah. that's a topic. That's uh, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's for us. It's it's difficult. It's, diff- it's diff- for us. It's difficult for him. It's good. Um, yeah, but for us, it's difficult. We need two, we need two someone. Mids, two centimeters. Two centimeters. Fcon. Abome has got a hard, a hard problem now. Apparently after COVID. Uh, so Abome has got more than a hard problem. He's got a mind problem as well. I think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he needs to sort himself out. That guy. He needs to sort himself that's out. Um, but yeah, I think. But we need to get someone. That's that's for sure. This transfer window, we need to get someone. We can't leave there with with no one. That's right. that's 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 the truth. Well, here's talking about someone else. Um, some good news for Newcastle and Nick saying that we're going to sign another player. Diego Carlos is expected to submit a formal transfer request to the Sevilla president, so he can make his his 50 million euro pound move to Newcastle. Gents, so is this it, a very is, good signing. Is it, is it euros a pound? No, I'm reading euros at the moment. I can find the exact okay. detail. Okay, no, yeah, no, I think it's a good, it's a good signing for for, for them. Uh, uh, a very no holds barred type defender. You know, he's quite physical. Gets like I think he's always going to get a yellow card in every game. Type of defender. Uh, yeah, it will be a good signing for them. I think obviously your partner, the captain, the cells at the back. Uh, so yeah, they need that defender at the spine. They need sort of the spine. After this, they can probably try and get a centre mid. Uh, you know, after getting uh, some, uh, obviously getting some wood uh, last week. So, so yeah, so I think it'll, it, it, it would help to 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 get Diego Carlos uh, as a centre back. And just yeah. another another on the Arsenal front. I mean, Marseille have just confirmed the signing of uh, Kolasinac there. Yeah, from yeah, obviously from Arsenal. Yeah, but I mean, they can't play the game because they don't have players. But they they're releasing their players or getting rid of them. That's an interesting one. Um, Ericsson. <laughs> yeah, but Ericsson. Ericsson. Where should, now... where should Ericsson go? <laughs> yeah. But Ericsson... you can't now. You can't keep a guy. You can't keep a guy now because I mean you don't have players. And I mean, when the guys come back, then he's not going to play. He's going to sit on the bench. Like, you can't hold him. Let him go. Yeah, but for one game, you have an academy, don't you have under 17s like no, Aaron said there? They got bench, I'm, they got young players there to play. 100%. I'm of, I'm of that view as well. If, in fact, this even this whole COVID thing, I mean, people have COVID. It's ridiculous, go guys. get the team hey, from club, those, go, club, go, get your, go get the players from your like, junior teams. I would have said that. Like Burnley. Burnley's got only played 17 games, guys. They've just had their game against Watford postponed, guys. And they had the game of the weekend postponed against Leicester. <laughs> They've had six games postponed, guys. That That's ridiculous, guys. Yeah, he's so behind behind on fixture list, uh, and their best stri- their best striker has just left, and their other uh, good striker is is obviously at Fcon. So they're hoping that Ivory Coast doesn't do well, uh, and Ivory Coast will probably go to like deep into the tournament semifinals. So Maxwell Kone will be there till semifinals. So they're hoping that something happens with Ivory Coast, and so they can come back. But for me, it's Claudio, tough for them. I, I would have, but like even tough. But I would have been like I would have been okay with it if they said. I don't know what the rules of the Premier League say, but if they said to teams that, um, I mean, if, if like, you know, I know COVID, it's been there for two, uh, for what, it's now third year now, but the, the, we have, you have your academy players, you even have junior players under that. If, if COVID hits you to the point where 
you don't have enough players, including your junior your junior teams. So you had for that reason, then I would understand, you know. But now Premier League has come to the point with it, it started now. Even Matthew um, brought, it, brought it up um, when when Liverpool um, closed their training grounds. They said they were trying they were trying to miss uh, miss ground miss uh, matches. And even 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 what's his name uh, Phil Neville said he should have said it earlier. Now now they're t- talking about now, and I agree. That they should have done it earlier, but now the fact that they gave they already gave postponements to other teams, they've really put themselves in a hole. Now everyone's yeah. taking advantage of it. Everyone's taking advantage yeah. of it. And why not yeah. also take advantage of it? I think Leeds. we should do it exactly what Leeds did. Yeah, I think we, did, yeah. we should have done exactly what Leeds did. Mm. Every team should have done it. It would have made the Premier League even more interesting. And the team who was at the end, the top, would have been the true winner because of the circumstances. I believe that should have happened. Now yeah, you don't squad, play players because a, the guys are a, sick. It's a squad uh, game, guys, at the end of the day. And yes, it really means, really means squad game. We literally mean your 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 first twenty five players that you register, and then obviously the other guys who come from the academy. You know, so yes. twenty five players plus your academy, your guys who are playing in the the reserve the reserve side. That, that, yes. that, that's your that's your squad. If you yes. were to have like a, a crisis at centre back, uh, Liverpool played uh, Reese Williams, who's obviously from the from from the academy and he was playing in the reserve team. You know, they obviously yes. played him as a centre back. You know. Uh, you, you know, you play those players. You know, so they, for COVID, we should do the same thing. We should see your that. Balagoons play. Your, yeah. uh, you know, I don't even know who the young guys at Chelsea are, but whoever those young Chelsea players are, you know, let them play and let them let's 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 continue, guys, and let it yeah. be fair that if there's an outbreak, unlucky guys, you guys have to just obviously uh, 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 honor the fixture on, unless unless. The, the 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 COVID thing hits like four, four goalkeepers. If it hits four goalkeepers, then that's different as well. Yes, but now it's too late now. So it's too late for that now. They've really allowed other teams, yeah. and you have to be yeah, fair. True. You have to just be fair now. Now they're in it. So what do Arsenal do? Arsenal use this thing here, and they said, "Hey guys, <laughs> let's just go file in oh, something." Now, now they're using this thing. Liverpool dodged them the first round and they said, no, why can't we also dodge Tottenham? So they're, um, they're slow learners, Lee. but they're learners is what you're saying. That's okay, that's fine. We, we've, got good news. we've got good news here for, for the Villa fans. Olsen, Robin Olsen has completed a loan move to Aston Villa for the rest of the season from Roma. And that's <laughs> officially four minutes ago, so that's some exciting things. Quickly, Ericsson, oh, that's, gents. That's, that's the yeah. goalkeeper, eh? Yeah, Ericsson. Who would take Ericsson right now? Brentford must take him. Brentford must take him. Man United need him. <laughs> nah, he has no space. He has no space. And I see uh, Donny van der Beek doesn't want to go to Newcastle. Said they they're too low for him. They bottom at the the, the table. I don't I don't, I, I, I don't I don't I don't blame him. I don't blame the two. They're too low. But I, but I think that uh, it would be good <laughs> for, it would be good for <laughs> Ericsson to go to the startup team. They mid table. Uh, aren't Man United mid table? Are, are you guys are you guys serious about Donny van der Beek not going to Newcastle? Not wanting to go to Newcastle? Not yeah, he doesn't to, want yeah. to. Yeah. Why not? Isn't that fake Game news time? like um, uh, Martial? No, nah, he doesn't want to go to Newcastle, bro. I don't know. I believe That's it. I scary. Think Donny, Donny's got quite a chip on his shoulder if he sees interviews. In terms, not in a bad way. I'm saying he's quite a confident player in his ability. Mm. So I think uh, he genuinely would believe that Newcastle's. He would. He it. would. He would rather go to like a, a Aston Villa. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like a team that at least is like top right. ten, top about to be top ten. You know, type of thing. You know, but not a team that's number nineteen. Dog fight down but, there. But Could no, be top Don, 10 Donny wants Real seasons, Madrid. He thinks he's next to Real Madrid. Nah, but not now, man. Literally, from not playing, from not playing the past six months, give, probably giving it five minutes in the past six months to go into Real Madrid is a little bit of a pipe dream, no? 
Yeah, it's, it's I mean, up. it is, but I think I think that's generally he's he's had those comments, and I see those rumors have been going out there. Um, wow. but just any any other final last transfer comments you guys want to make before we move on? Yeah, are, are the players at Man United a little bit too soft now, dude? To be honest, because if players like Martial oh. are coming out with those statements, um, Cristiano's coming out with statements of saying like if any uh, senior players gave uh, players advice, the players would take it on and they shoulder. Donny van der Beek coming out with these type of statements like they, they made from gold. What is going on in the camp then, dude? Like, it seems like that's a big problem, a massive problem. <laughs> from the outside. Problems there for me. Why is Silo not? Silo's just I'm taking in, it in. He's trying to, he's trying to think of a logical... Uh, you're not there. Oh, okay. You don't know anything happening inside, Joe. I'm, I'm, I'm in South uh, Africa. Uh, Silo, I feel like that's a problem. Tell us what you think, man. Tell us what you think. Like, when you saw those comments from Cristiano saying that the younger players aren't taking advice too well, they're actually, like, taking it a bit of salt. How did that respond? But, guys, I think we all know that. I think players... Uh, different generations uh, react differently. You know, I think Cristiano yeah. Ronaldo is from a different. It was it's from a different generation. I think his generation of players, they take criticism on board and they actually work hard. You know, yes. so he was saying that simply that when he got at Man United, a Ray Keane, a Gary Neville, a Rio Ferdinand, uh, all these guys who were senior players to him, when they told him, "Hey, man, you need to work on this," you do that. Like you remember when Ronaldo got there, he used to do all those step over stuff. He cut that stuff out at a, at some point, you know. What I mean, he would he would do a step over, but step overs were going forward, you know, type of thing. So I'm sure mm. someone told him that you should rather do step overs when you're going forward, when you're trying to beat a man, and not just doing it like for like for play play or t- type of thing, you know. So he's just saying that he's trying to obviously relay that message to the younger guys now as a senior player, similar to how Gary Neville and your Keens and stuff did it to him. He's just trying to do the same for for your Greenwoods and and your guys who are under the age of twenty three, for instance, you know. And obviously, think, if they don't want to listen, then at least play for the badge, try to improve yourself. So he's just trying to impart the knowledge uh, that he's obviously gotten from other guys when he was the time. But the thing is, players are soft now. Players are not I like agree. Him, are not are not like him. You know what I mean? Players are different I, now. Man, players are soft. You know, ah, you know, no, man, I don't want to run too much. No, that. Uh-uh, he was a different generation. The guys who are 30 years and above to the guys who so, are... Under Celo, do you think Ronaldo will leave then? End of the season? Yeah, if, we, if we're in the Europa League, he'll leave. I and think, he, uh, with, with, in terms of like Ronaldo, I think he's... Um, I, that's, uh, what Celo was saying is that the, the, in terms of the players being soft, I think like you heard Ronaldo, I mean, what he said with that, that was at the Sky Sports interview when he told them that, you know, third. I mean, I, even him saying, you could see that even when he said Man United should like finish third, he was even stretching it there. He just wanted to say number one. That's that's where he believes they, they, they should be. And and as soon as you say that, you could see that this is something that is definitely, definitely told those players on the pitch, you know. And I think then now it becomes a thing of, you know, him demanding it every single game. I don't know how it goes on there, but I would imagine that he's going to demand it every single game, uh, him, him as a player. And then at a point it gets, you know, you know how Ronaldo is very emotional, you know. He's an emotional player. And then when he shows his emotion, now everyone's like, ah, shit, now I pissed this guy off. Ah, flip, you know, then. And like Pillow says, different generations. You know, they don't know how to act towards it. Um, but you guys are in the past, that, like, Musa, we don't, like, Musa, our clubs don't Musa, have what, young players Musa, in the, in Musa, the helms. Musa, Musa, what's, what's, what's your boy Shoro saying? Different. <laughs> That's Maguire and Jones should start, No, boy. but, but the other thing is, hey, why is he saying, why is he saying Bruno's a fraud, bruh? Ah, uh, no, Bruno's not a fraud. I, I, look, uh, guys, I don't like, I, why? 
Why? Why? Why? Why? Why? Why? Why? Why? Why? Why? Why? Why? Why? Why? Why? Why? Why? Why? Why? Why? Why? Why? Why? Why? Why? Why? Why? But I agree with what he's saying that the Man United kids have no fucking balls. They want to be treated like uh, uh, eggs, bro. That's yeah. it's crazy that you guys are saying no. That the camp at Man United, they have youth players which are soft and have to be treated with some kind of other way of giving them feedback. Yet all of our clubs have have youthful players who also are pretty good at their they, they, they job. But they still have to mm. take guidance. They still have to fall in line. Yeah, but I think Man United also. Their younger players are paid more than the others, if that makes sense, also, because of the, the lucrative contracts. But, and that makes a huge thing. That already, like, Parcel came in there, got paid a lot, and he's still on that contract. He hasn't really lost his money for not performing. He's still sitting on it what he wants. And I think the discrepancy between an old-school player, like, everyone says Ronaldo's disrupted Man United a little bit for more than one reason. But I think one of the reasons is you two saying exactly what you've just said. You've hit the nail on the head there with the old-school mentality clashing with the young-school mentality. And it's different yeah. now because the pressure's not coming from an external factor like a coach where they're saying, it's the coach, let's get rid of a Mourinho because he's, he's treating us early. It's, a, it's one of the world's best, greatest ever players saying, listen, you need to you need to really shape up or ship out, and the players aren't aren't able to and, handle that. And, and it's funny, a valid point in there. It's funny that you say that because if you look at Ronaldo, guys, he has lasted. He's been through the generations of. He's been obviously his time. He was there with the, I mean the older generation of football, and he's obviously he's obviously been through this thing of 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 the progressing. I mean the, the the new guys coming in. I mean he's been there. You know he's probably played in in every in every big derby. That you can that you can think of. So for it's 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 very it's very may, maybe I don't know what, I really don't know what it is. It's very puzzling to to understand. I, I'm just I'm puzzled by why the Man United guys so, um, you kids are finding it difficult there. to have listen say to. Have you say Sorry, I was speaking over you there for a second. No, no, no. It's all good. I think I think yeah, I man. I think the, at the end of the at the end of the day, guys. Uh, you know, you uh, a club can only function in the environment that uh, is fostered by, uh, you know, senior management and management as a whole. You know, I think that that in itself, Man United's um, culture uh, hasn't been great. And I think that 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 is where now you see certain, you know, results on the field. You know, they are, they are talented players that have come through our development, you know. Uh, you know, Ilanga played uh, um, the other game, you know, and had a, and had a good game. You know, he's 19 years old. Um, you know, the other other players, uh, Hannibal Meshbi is at FCON with Tunisia. So they are players. It's just obviously now the environment of the first team needs to be, uh, uh, you know, in a way that allows these guys to obviously to 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 come in and actually obviously show show their show their talents, you know. So let's see what yeah. happens. I think we need a reset as a club. Uh, we just start obviously a simple way. Um, you know, a player like Ronaldo, uh, we should be learning, people should be learning from, from a person, a player like that. You know, he's obviously won mm. everything there is to win in club football. Yeah. Um, you know, so you shouldn't be asking questions. You should be obviously learning. You know, I think, I think one benefit that Man United might actually have right now, is, I think, is, is the fact that Pogba is, is back in training. I think, uh, that, that will definitely help, uh, in terms of just mm. quality in the midfield. Uh, do you think it will help or do you think it will give the yeah, manager more headaches? I'm that asking. Will help. It will help. It will help. The quality. No, it will definitely it will help. help. The quality in the midfield has been lacking, and and he's he's even been saying that uh, uh, he's he's like he's missing a, a certain profile of 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 a midfielder. So I think that will definitely help uh, him. Could you imagine Ronaldo starting uh, up there with a cheeky ball in the back there? He'll peel off that last man and get something. The whole thing. So I think yeah, that will help. That will help him. Yeah. 
Um, saying, what would put Rooney, uh, put Roy Keane, Skulls, <laughs> and Gary Neville as a technical team to kick those boys' asses? No, no wait. Those guys have had <laughs> no. managers and stuff. Eh? I think, yeah, I think, yes. They are great mentors and everything. But they've been Gary Neville wins management. Yeah, he I'm lost, he lost, he lost 7-1 uh, for uh, as Valencia manager. Paul Scholes uh, didn't didn't finish a season. Ray Keane is good as an assistant and not good as a head coach. Uh, you've seen, he's done well as an assistant at Ireland, but he's never been good as a head coach. I'd miss, I'd miss the commentary uh, when Man United are playing, to be honest. We'd need more of that, man. <laughs> Where would you be without them? <laughs> 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 right, Jensen, he's going to move over now. Oh, wait, what, one last thing in terms of transfer window. The name that's still up for grabs, the one that's not signing a new contract at Barcelona. We know Barcelona trying to get the players off their books. Dembele, Dembele. I mean, already being linked with a move to Man United. And this is the player that we know has a terrible track record in terms of discipline. Where is the right move for Dembele? I wouldn't touch him. I wouldn't touch him. Um, um, Newcastle's the best place for him. Yeah, potentially Newcastle. Newcastle. It's, I, it's I, interesting I, that you say it's good for him, but not good for... Uh, or Donny thinks it's not good enough for him, but yeah. No, Dembele, just, yeah. Dembele, Dembele is a player I can definitely see going to Newcastle, not maybe now, maybe at the end of the season, and going to make some good money, and him being... I don't know, finding finding his 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 best Dortmund form again, you know, type of thing. You know, he's he's shown glimpses at Barca. It's just that he hasn't shown it consi- consistently enough. You know, I watched the game, like there was a game where where Barca needed a goal, and literally they just passed him the ball, and he goes past this man and he crosses the ball. So that's that's what they're literally doing because they were depending on him so much. I think he would do well at a at a, at, a, at a Newcastle. One side Saint Maximin, one side Dembele. Uh, and then obviously in the middle, uh, Wilson or Wood would be would be quite a, a formidable uh, front line, you know. Mm. All right, fair enough. Any anyone else want to have a comment before we move on? Mm-hmm. It might be a Chelsea scene according to Vards. Okay, interesting. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. The the one here, the title race, Man City beating Chelsea. Yeah, it was a really important result that Man City got across the line. Yeah, Chelsea needed to show a little bit more fight in order to make. The league slightly more competitive. Is it officially over now that Man City have beaten Chelsea? Mm, it's done. Let's let's give them the parade. Let's do everything, guys. Let's do it. What do you think? Because you are in that uh, fantasy title race. Fantasy? Who's saying? Who, I'm asking the question. Why do you say the fantasy now? I'm not asking you. The one who types and thinks, I'm, is this race I'm, over? I'm, I'm asking you because you're closer to the top than, than Musa. Yeah, but I so, think let's touch let's touch on the fact as to why Chelsea didn't get the result first, and then we can ask the or answer okay. the, the next question. Look for that question, <laughs> though, just like question. Say, like, it highlights how important that December period is, right? Like if you're having games coming at you thick and fast, uh, two games a week, uh, it's a really good time and place to make um, a swing in the the the, the league. We've seen several um, leagues where it goes um, one way for a club. Like Arsenal have been in better positions than Chelsea uh, going into December. But then December hits them and then they end up out of the title race completely. This has, has shown us as well that, you know, you, you could have been top of the pops going into this uh, as a Chelsea team. But uh, you drop literally one week or two weeks of poor performances you're going to then see yourself because this period you can really make up uh, quite a bit of uh, ground in the December period. So, yeah, man, uh, things are going to slow down. 
things will get back to some sense of normality uh, barring the the postponed matches and to catch up 13 points guys <laughs> guys these postponed matches are actually rubbish guys like i just realized now that that actually tottenham could actually leapfrog chelsea if yes, they want all their games in hand they'll go ahead of liverpool they'll go ahead of yes guys I know, guys, games in hand are not obviously guaranteed points. Guaranteed. But I'm just saying mm. a hypothetical of winning four games in a row. They're now number three and Chelsea's number four. You know, someone was saying that Chelsea's in the top four race. I'm like, isn't Chelsea like in the top three race? Ah, then now I realized, like, damn, man, guys, these, these postponed games are... Yes, it doesn't mean you're going to win, you know. But yeah. it's still... Mm. Yeah, it puts pressure when those teams start winning. And I think, obviously, Tottenham is obviously in the right trajectory. Uh, it's just obviously they just need to get some signings uh, over the line. Yeah, it helps the coach a lot, right? Give it buys him time. He's a new manager at the club. He gets more time to actually figure out. Training, work yeah. on the squad, yeah. 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 No, definitely. I think uh, it's a valid point. If you're looking at Tottenham right now with those games in hand, more time to prepare for Conte. It hasn't lost imagine, in five games. Imagine, imagine Ericsson goes there for six months. Well, he's saying it's welcomed. He's saying he's already <laughs> opened arms, saying Ericsson must come back home and he's got a place to play. That could be the thing that sparks Kane a little bit. Maybe exactly what Kane needs, an old friend. Oh, bruh. The, 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 the old band we've back, bruh. Kane, Ali, uh, Ericsson, and Son. Ooh, you, you. That, those guys are dangerous under, under Pochettino. Flip, right? Yeah, no, that, that was a dangerous team, man. But what has happened to, to um, Kane? So far, because wow, oh, no, he's back, he's back, he's back on form now. He's scoring again, and that's that's a big worry for the rest of the league and uh, the guys in the top four. And they yeah, do have time now, and I think that's also why they're really upset with the Arsenal postponement. The Arsenal postponement really threw them off because they're ready to to make sure they've, got like, they've got like seven games in, in hand. I don't know why they're sour. What the heck? They're the first <laughs> one to start this thing. I don't know how they can be sour. They, well, they heard started about the beds, they heard about the beds. They know if Arsenal <laughs> lose, you got to bleach your hair white. Also, also, what's going on with Lukaku <laughs> there, Chief? Why did you? I don't have to bleach my hair this year, so the man gets put on bench. It's clear that I don't have to bleach my hair this year. It's so clear. Uh, I'm so you thankful. Your beard, you got that... nothing <laughs> ah, yeah. ah, ah, why, why, why? Well, this, I'm can, growing can, this hair here for the beard. Can you stop with the jokes, man? Okay. All right, just just comment on the the Liverpool fantasy-esque trying to be in the title race here. Gentlemen, anyone here, if Liverpool go on a run, And they do what they've done in the past when they have somewhat challenged. I mean, it's very unlikely. Where is realistically City going to drop points? That's that's the real question. It's not whether or not Liverpool go on a run, I think. It's where, where they drop yeah, points. Yeah, it's not, not whether or not Arsenal get a run as well. Because we like also close to Liverpool. How many points? Six? So uh, <laughs> we're in the same boat as Liverpool. Oh, we're all in the same boy. boat. You're 10 points away from Liverpool, man. Liverpool is another. Can I just one, say, you can one I, point wait, behind Liverpool? I mean, you one game in hand on Liverpool and ten points behind them. Come on, Monga. Uh, we there, we there. <laughs> Top four. See what happens when you when you linger when you languishing at the bottom of the half. It really does something to your head. So as soon as you start seeing it all hope, you, you overestimate that hope. I think that's what the classic case of uh, brain fog there, Monga. Eh? Over optimistic. When you yeah. sign Tucson, maybe things will happen there. Yeah. And it's so tough to see like Liverpool honestly getting that run going, right? Yes, you guys yeah. might pull some results, but without Salah, Mane, ah, Naby Keita, the odds are. I mean, you rare, say that you know. we, we did look. It was Brentford, but we won three 0 on the weekend. It was very comfortable without those players. 
Um, mm. So, you know, maybe it's exactly what they need in terms of the players not being there. Look, the results against Arsenal last week was a, was shambles, absolute shambles. They had a chance to obviously put to bed, but it also worked in their favor. Let's also not forget that. The man getting sent off well. actually gave... No, no, but it gave it gave Arteta the right to make sure his side could play like a Burnley and just pack the back and say, we're going to fight for this now. And the Arsenal fans aren't going to turn on you. Everyone's going to say, well, let's grind this out. Whereas if you were doing that with a full 11 side, do you think they would have been happy with that? As an example, asking. Do you think they would have been happy with that? Yeah, but you guys, you guys are going to keep having to face those challenges, right? And uh, the players that are missing from your squad are your talisman players. So... That's the, the difficulty for Liverpool. You need those players to come onto the, the forefront when things are going down. When you are um, uh, finding it difficult to break through the, the, the 10 men of Arsenal, you need uh, Salah and Omane to bring something, uh, pull a rabbit out the hat for the team to kind of galvanise everybody and get the result. Which yeah, is... I, 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 think, I think what, what definitely works for, for, for Liverpool is, 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 is the winter break. That little that little two week window where there'll be a FA Cup game and then obviously there will be no Premier League game. So yeah. this is the winter break. So obviously this weekend's games are the last round of fixtures until the eighth of February. So that will definitely uh-huh. that's what's helping Liverpool. And I think not let's just also not say that's that's what's helping Liverpool. That's what's helping all teams that are reliant on African players. So obviously your 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 Burnley's is definitely gonna be benefiting like that. Um what's this Arsenal. Um, uh, Crystal Palace, Crystal Palace, Arsenal, obviously, Partey and Al Neni, uh, and obviously, uh, Pepe will come back. And then, uh, Crystal Palace have Zaha, have uh, what's this guy's name? Uh, Ayu, obviously, at FCON, Kuyate mm. as well as at FCON. So, they've got three players that are at FCON, they will benefit as well. So, there's a couple of teams that just need uh, just to hold on this weekend, get a draw, get a win, uh, or don't lose or whatever type of thing. And then, I think, yeah, 8th of, end of uh, Feb, 8th of Feb, I think. FCON's final is probably that weekend. Um, so whichever team is in the final uh, won't have their place, but then they'll have them for the next game. So I think yeah, you guys should be sorted. Uh, uh, Chelsea, I don't think you guys are really worried with Kepa. Kepa has been decent in the League Cup this season, right? I and feel like if Mendy was there, that was going to be a save against KDB, though. Yep. Yes, he's he's taller. He's taller. He's got a yeah. he's got no, a he's got a, he's got a larger he's got a larger wingspan. He's got a larger wingspan. So I think his he's arms better. are a bit longer. I don't know. I can't. I can't he's say. I don't know for sure. It could have been seven points the difference right now, my man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but that was a strike. <laughs> Yeah. But I mean, on that note, yes, AFCON final, AFCON final six or Feb. So in essence, it's actually if you're looking just from a Liverpool perspective, it's two games. Okay. It's the game, it's the game they played this week, this Thursday against Arsenal. Then of course the Crystal Palace game, and then the, like Sid said. So technically, it's only those two games. So and, forget and about that. Cup, yeah. Just tell a, me, you guys have you? I know we were past the transfers, but I just thought about it now. What's his name? Um, the situation at Dortmund with Haaland. Yeah, aren't they forcing him out right now? They're oh, forcing him out. They're forcing no, him to make a decision, a decision. on his future, yeah. which which is for, for me is fair because um, if he must go, they must they must they must have a, a plan. You know, um, I mean, they must know what they're going to do afterwards. So they're saying he must. Make, they're telling him that he needs to make a decision now, and he but says he's, no. He's, he wanted to do sort of something like uh, what Dushan said. He's he's released close to seventy five million par at twenty five million euros in the summer. So I don't know if they're trying to say that maybe they could get but more money now. 
But that must make sense because 75 million euros the release clause. But is um, it though? Because they're saying then why all of a sudden they're being quoted for like 200 million plus? Because they're saying that's not actually the release clause, which is quite interesting. Oh, because because hmm. that's and that's the thing is that that's what the rumors were. So maybe that 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 rumor is not true, right? True, yeah, but, if you, if, but if you think about it, like he's the he's the main striker, and I mean maybe they they just want to also. You know, say like, guys, look, if, if you go, we sort it out now. But, but my question is, if he... until ten years from now, they know exactly who they're signing. They got like a long list of players here. Oh, but my question is, oh, who would be interested in a player like that? Um, in Holland. In in the Premier Man League, City. that's what my question is. Man City, Man City, goes now. Man City, Man City, Man City. I think I think Man City in the Premier League, and then Real Madrid or or or, or not Barcelona, but I think Real Madrid, Real Madrid or Man City. Yeah, what I do to sell Lukaku right now for that? Barcelona will take another loan to get Holland in. Let's put it that way. Just, just no, a quick will. one. Easily, yeah, of course easily, they will. Easily, they will. They will sell. They will. They will sell Messi's uh, uh, Ballon d'Ors that that are sitting in the museum to to get Holland. Right, just a little Afcon update before we go tonight. We're going to close off with this section. Who's been following this? Who wants to update us? Who hey wants man, to tell I, us watched, the I watched. I watched. I watched a great. I watched a nice game between Guinea and Zimbabwe before the show. Uh, Nabi Keita scored a nice goal. Our neighbors, Zimbabwe, obviously they 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 they, they couldn't qualify. They uh, won two one against Guinea, but they couldn't qualify. In that game, guys, first uh, female referee at a Fcon. She refereed the match for oh, Rwanda. She refereed very well that game, guys. She was. She was like, she, I, 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 can't, I can't fault her in anything. She just uh, dropped the yellow card. That's the only thing I can fault her. But otherwise, she did a very good, a good job in that game. Uh, but I watched the other. I watched the guys. I think that I, I like the fairy tales. You know, I think we often have fairy tales at these continental showpieces. And the fairy tale of Equatorial Guinea and Sierra Leone. Um, mm. Obviously, Equatorial Guinea beat Algeria. Sierra Leone drew with Ivory Coast, two-two. Uh, uh, what a blunder from the goalkeeper! Uh, but 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 uh, was a, was a, was a. Cause, I like, wait, I like can the, we I, like the, I want to discuss that blunder though, Silo. That blunder from the keeper was that a full-on blunder, or did the pitch play its part? There, pitch in terms pitch, because because it it he was it was almost like you were sliding. If it was like a a, a a a level a level ground, right? It would have been that he would have slid nicely. He would have slid and then still held to the ball, but he just it like he like he jerked. Because the he hit and then he, and then he and it made that 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 divot in the in the in the in the ground and then obviously he popped up type of thing, if that if that makes sense. Uh, what do you think, Musa? You saw that you saw that that incident. What do you think? I saw it, yeah. And I think it is down to the pitches, man. Like uh, there've been I think two or three stadiums where you see uh, yo, the it's pitches poor. aren't up to the standard that you'd expect. You know, like uh, they have had some time to prepare for this, even had delays to prepare for the tournament, but. Yeah, I think sometimes you can blame the pitch for uh, what has happened in that, that incident at the goal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and no, as you were about the fairy tale, Silo, as we, we lose Wonga, Mosa, yes, yeah. what did you want to add there? I was even going to add that even these pitches, they sometimes uh, putting some of these, because um, there are a lot of stars actually playing at the AFCON uh, tournament right now. There's players that have been, you know, some of Europe's uh, best talent actually playing in AFCON right now. And some of them are left wanting in certain instances, right? They haven't been able to shine to the levels that they uh, are expected to shine to or should be shining at. And I think it sometimes comes down to the conditions, right? Like if you are playing on 
beautifully laid surface that's kind of like cut with scissors week in week out and you're coming to some pitches where you can you you can actively see the ball bobbling around when these guys are trying to play it affects with their their confidence it affects with their uh, ability on the day and you you've well we've seen it now that like some of the players haven't been able to hit uh, all, cylinder, all cylinders so far in the tournament players like uh, Salah who's just recently scored but like uh, Sadio Mane um, these are these are very very like established players in the African context who haven't been able to actually shoot at mm. fire on all cylinders at the moment no true yeah, I think I think if if you, if okay Claudio no 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 yeah, yeah. No, I think a player like Zaha, when I watched Every Coast, um, so this game, they, they swapped their wingers. The first game, they played Kone and Gredal, uh, who's the cap- joint captain. So they played uh, Pepe and Zaha. And, and, and Zaha is a very, uh, he wants the ball by his feet type of player. You know, he, he, he wants to do the skill. He wants to do this, whatever. He won them a penalty, um, you know, obviously, then which case he missed. But, but I, I could see sometimes he's not calling for the ball as much as he would call for the ball when he's at Palace. But I think it's just because you don't know what the ball's going to do when you're about to do a, 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 a step over. You know, you're going to do a step over, then the ball's going to bump and then it's going to hit your calf. And then now you look like a fool, you know? Yeah. Uh, so you're and also, keep it to be fair, he's, he's, play, he's grown up playing on the perfect pictures his whole career. Exactly. Uh, it's not you the know, inverse. It's not African player coming from Africa used to this exactly. versus... Yeah, he, he seems very uncomfortable, but he's not making runs in behind either, which is also quite he's, interesting. He's not, but he made a good pass for Sebastian Heller for the goal, um, which is which 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 obviously contributed. But but I but I think if you get him on the 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 main stadium in, in Cameroon and Yaounde, where the the opening game was, I think that's where you can actually probably see players uh, playing very well because that's the one pitch I, I I remember that that's got a a nice surface. You know, uh, Cameroon has benefited. Uh, they've scored the most goals. Ababuka has scored five goals in the tournament, uh, but that's because they're playing on the best pitches every, every single game. So they're not uh, killing themselves. They, they're making sure that they are sorted, you know. Uh, but uh, I think it's also uh, interesting how a lot of younger players now, or they're being, trying to be convinced to play for their African orig- origins, you know. Uh, I look at the player who was playing for Guinea today, Elish Elish Moriba. They're being sold false dreams there. They, they, they you no, just stay where no. they are. Obviously, obviously it, depends. It, it depends. I think it depends. Obviously, on a personal level, but yeah, they could be be sold. But Elish Moriba, who obviously plays for Leipzig, comes from the Barca academy. He he's playing for Guinea the tournament. He's he's 19 years old. Um, Hannibal Majbri, uh, who's who plays uh, for Man United. Uh, he's from our academy, and we got him from uh, Monaco at the age of 15. And he obviously could have played for France, but he decided to play for Tunisia rather. Uh, and he played in the Arab Cup and did quite well there. So, I, so it's been an interesting way where I've been seeing these younger guys who are actually being recruited to play for their for their for their uh, ancestral uh, countries, you know, uh, instead of the countries that they were born in. Mm. Would have been interesting if if Ansu Fati was playing for I think it's Guinea Guinea Bissau Guinea Bissau. It would have been interesting if he was if he was playing for Guinea Bissau. But I think yeah, some players uh, the bigger European countries could too, convince you too quickly before you can even think of going to Africa. <laughs> well, I suppose you feel you feel uh, you know committed to those sort of countries because they're the ones that in essence made you or are making you. So there's yeah. some sort of loyalty there. But overall, AFCON, gents, who are you rooting for this tournament? Who do you think? I know, Celo, you've touched on the underdog more, so you haven't commented much. Who do you think is going to take this one? I had high hopes that Egypt would come to the tournament and, uh, you know, uh, show the world that they are the pharaohs and they, with Mo Salah being their talisman, actually 
carry that form from the English Premier League into the AFCON uh, tournament. And then, yeah, you see the results. Because they, in my view, that's a team that's super well-balanced. Uh, it's got a lot of uh, attacking prowess and some really strong defensive stability. But they just haven't uh, looked the part, man. They haven't looked as as uh, energetic as a lot of the other African teams, and they haven't been having like combination play in the right areas to actually menace. So yeah, I was going into the tournament thinking Egypt should be the team, but that that has uh, quickly changed, and that quickly changed after the first game that they played. So um, yeah, I, I'm still on the fence about them. Uh, I think teams like. Ivory Coast, Senegal will, will, will probably be uh, there towards the end of the tournament, given their their pedigree and the, the class that they've shown so far. Nigeria has been one team which has surprised the living socks out of me. They came to uh, uh, Egypt team. <laughs> Is that a new them. brand of sock there, Mosa? Where are you getting living socks from, my chief? <laughs> there, the socks what? living on your feet. I don't know. You said you're living socks. What's going on there? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> sorry, <man. laughs> but yeah, I've got socks everywhere. But you, you've got happy socks only. You must get living socks, chief. Living socks, okay. Maybe <laughs> socks. make me run no, faster. But, but 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 I agree with him. Nigeria guys, Nigeria guys. Sure. They've, they've, Nigeria have been so impressive, man. I think, and I actually didn't even realize the fact that I thought I had thought that Osi, uh, Victor Osimhen was still in the squad, but he he only he played for Napoli yesterday. Uh, so that's obviously their big striker. But yeah, Inacho up front, and obviously Igalo, the the old man, is on the bench. But still, man, I think they've got a solid team. Uh, they're right back, um, Aina, who plays for Torino, who used to play for Fulham. A good, good right back. Obviously, Wilfred and Didi in the centre mid. Iwobi's on the bench. Like these guys have Chiquese, who plays for Villarreal, starts. So, so they've got a well balanced team. They've got quality in the in the right areas. I think uh, Salis, their left back. Um, I forgot what's the name, but he plays for, I think he plays for Porto. Uh, oh, you said you're a Benfica fan, sorry. So he plays for Porto. The left back plays for, for, for Porto. Uh, yeah, but yeah, let's 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 see what happens. I think the business... Is your money on them now, Silo? Who's your yeah, money it's on? Yeah, Nigeria. it's on Nigeria. It's on Nigeria, guys. It's on Nigeria. I'm disappointed in Algeria. Uh, Mares, I think Mares said that he wants to go back to Manchester City. Uh, he's seeing that they're having too much fun. So I think that... But, but can you see that? I, I think that's the issue that AFCON face. It's exactly that. These players now, they've come from... They've come from this and they get used to the lifestyle in Europe and the conditions there so when they come back it just feels like ah oh, so unnecessary for them just to come back here and that that's, that's the overall impression I get. probably just difficult right like the transition is quite difficult dude you you're playing because it is quite five... drawing it's a star contrast that's what it is yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. you're but, playing but... in five degree weather uh, you're traveling either through planes or uh, air-conditioned buses from camp to camp on nice highways and the likes. And have Wi-Fi. Now, now yeah. it's um, 30 degrees. You have to um, travel, catch buses. Uh, it's remote. It, it is, it is uh, an experience which is a little bit uh, more um, unique and uh, different compared to what they're used to. And it takes some time to adjust to that for anybody, right? Even if you had grown up in Africa, and started playing in Europe for the past three years. The moment you come back, you're gonna to have to adjust. You're gonna to have to climatize. You're gonna to have to get used to the way things are at the moment. And that's, I think, what's actually happening to a lot of but, these players. But at least, at least, yeah, at least, obviously, European clubs don't have to worry about the next Fcon. Uh, they did announce that it's gonna be in Ivory Coast in June, July. I think that I wonder if if that's off the bat of the fact that the World Cup is in December, in November, December. Uh, you can't really have an Fcon in January, February. Uh, again in, in next year because obviously FCON is 2021 and 23. Obviously, this is 2021. But why the two years, guys? I want to ask you, what do you think about the two year gap? Why should there be an FCON every two years? 
Uh, it's 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 they say it's because of the the amount of countries there are in Africa. Yeah, and I think it's actually a cool model. Uh, I think even the World Cup is trying to push towards every two years, which uh, is yeah, quite. Yeah, the World Cup want to make money. That's the difference. FIFA yeah, but want Fcon, to. F, but Fcon has always been every two years. You know, we've always yeah. had it. Yeah, but I'm I, asking. I, I, but I'm asking why? Like, why? What's if if you waiting four years, it becomes even more prestigious. It gives countries more time to prepare. Gives them to work with a certain squad. The two years, and I think it's arguably not then a fair reflection on everything because of how I don't know. I don't know. What, what do you? Yeah, guys they, think? they yeah they, they they said it's more of the thing of trying to give exposure to to a lot more countries, and because there's about fifty five countries in the continent, uh, and so on and so forth. But I do agree. I think yeah, a four year could definitely uh, be beneficial, and it will obviously not not worry European clubs if it does happen in January as much when it is every four years but if it's every two years you worry like oh flip I'm about to sign Yves Basuma but he's from Mali what if Mali oh Mali's going to play every two years so every two years I want to have Yves Basuma for for a month uh, in mm. the midfield you know type of thing I'm just thinking of a player who obviously trying but to also what to about the psyche of the players so for example if you know it's only every four years you're really going to work your 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 living socks off in order to try and make sure your your team your team get it. You know what I'm saying? If it's every two years, you go ah, you know we didn't quite perform well. Now I'm not we'll performing come, we'll well. Come I'll, back. I'll come back. Yeah, because I've still got time within my career. Do you think that plays a part? Yeah, it could. It could. It could. It could definitely. For me, it wouldn't. It still means a lot to actually have the World Cup under your sleeve and to have that uh, like uh, as an accolade. As much as it does mean for like the Champions League, right? They play the Champions League every season. Uh, but that is still a very prestigious occasion when it happens. It's not like if it were happening every two years and they moved it down to a season, we'd see it as less prestigious. No, but, but just no, no. But to go back to your point of the Champions League, it's same conditions, same lifestyle. The money is far greater. Of course, there's a lot more prestige. More eyes are watching you all the time. That you can feel the prestige. I'm saying, if you're doing it in Africa, do they really feel the prestige? Do they feel like the whole world's watching them? Do they feel that that significance that they would feel if they were in the Champions League final? I know from from my perspective, a lot of like uh, South Africans have been watching uh, the the Fcon quite closely, even though we haven't been involved in the Fcon, and that shows how prestigious it is in my view, right? I'm not too sure in South America or the rest of the world how it's been, how wild the reception has been to the tournament, but it's it's quite amazing, right? Like at this point in time, we've probably got sixty, seventy percent of Africa of the world's best talent playing in Africa for the, the African teams, and that's 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 exciting to watch from my my perspective. And if it were happening um, every four years, yes, it would still be exciting, but it doesn't lose its its uh, quality and its appeal if it does happen two years. Question I, I on the quality, was, but wait. Uh, question on the quality. You've already touched on the fact that the conditions of the pitches and stuff aren't quality. Selo came on previously and I asked him to be fair in his assessment of the games that he had watched, obviously prior to this moment. And the, the assessment of the rating of quality was between 4 out of 10 to 6 out of 10. In your unbiased opinion... Your, your... It's better now. The second round was much better. I think, as I said, the, the, the warm-up games, no, no warm-up games, second round, more goals, more quality, definitely I can uh, nippy. You know, you can see players actually trying to play, you know, you can, but the first one sluggish, you don't know who's this guy. Mm. Yeah, it's just a bit haphazard, but Musa, what, what's your... your and, and what I can highlight is like, um, it is it is this region's type of football, right? It's a lot more physical. It's, it's, it's actually crazy to see how physical and demanding the actual football is in Africa. It's very, very physical. I can only picture what it'd be like if South Africa were to have qualified playing against the uh, Senegal, playing against the Cote d'Ivoire, playing against uh, uh, Morocco and Egypt. 
those, those, those are teams that have got some of the biggest uh, athletes in the, in the, the globe, right? And uh, the style of football that they play, yes, it might not be uh, fluid because the pitches aren't as uh, uh, clean cut, but there are some nuances where you're seeing where these guys are actually like, they, they, they adapting and actually outperforming or uh, really performing really well in what they're doing. So there is a lot of uh, quality to be uh, to be seen on the show on the the the, the, the field uh, every day. Uh, it's just yeah, uh, yes, the, the the quality of the pitches aren't as good, but the the players still have to adapt, right? Like even if you do play um, in Italy and the pitches are wider for an English team. It is a little bit challenging. They have to adapt and show that they've got their tactics, they've got their awareness, they've got their their their, their approach set, which is something that uh, is nice to see and nice to see how these players adapt with the with the tournament as it progresses. Players, right. Final and that's probably, yep. Yep. Hello, I was saying that's yep. probably why it was so difficult for for players like Mane, like Sana, um, um, like Salah uh, to come in and just hit the ground running, right? The adapting was quite a bit. It's quite a lot for them to um, acclimatize and get ready for a tournament of this nature. If it were the World Cup, they'd have a month at least to actually be in camp to acclimatize to the environment and then to get a sense of how everything is, how warm it is, how humid it is, what type of football the country's going to play, how they're going to adjust their tactics for the conditions that they're going to face, you know? All right, and sure. on that note, gents, I'm going to ask one question. It's going to be a quick fire. Kairaj, being the coach of Egypt, is he the man, the right man for, for the country? Yes or no? Silo? <laughs> of course, he's assisted by Roger Nassar. That's all I'm saying. Yes or no? Oh. I'm going to say no because of what I saw in the first two games. I'm just going to say no. Right, yeah. there we go. Silo's getting better at quick fire answers. <laughs> there we go. The no awesome. from me as well. Like, um, Egypt have underperformed. Right, and on that note, that's how we're going to end tonight's show. Gentlemen, thank you for being such a on tough the question. Cool down. Yeah. Um, Why are you going for Kairos, Chip? I'm not. I'm not thinking, you know, Egypt, top, top side. You've got Salah there. I'm just asking the question, like, whether or not you think he's good enough. That's all I'm asking. Because you're saying, you know, he's surprised, yeah? Anyway, gentlemen, final <laughs> thoughts quick. Final thoughts? Ah, uh, man. Uh, I think, obviously, yeah, there's some football tonight. I think, obviously, Chelsea are playing. I think it'll be good to, to watch some midweek football. Uh, Man United are playing tomorrow, so I'm, I'm keen to, to, to watch those teams play. I haven't said anything about Lukaku, but I think it's important that I vent, man. Yo, ah, uh, guys. <laughs> Guys, I'm not going to have to um, 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 dye my beard or bleach my beard because his performance has been so shocking. But it's even going a step further where even now he's bringing some elements from my coach. My coach is even telling him Kak, oh, on the, the, the <laughs> sidelines and stuff, dude. It's now like I mean, he's actually, for me, my concern at the beginning of the, 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 the entire process of getting him to sign to Chelsea was the fact that I don't think he's... he's He's that much better than he left uh, the English Premier League. And uh, I don't know if all the improvement that everybody's ranting and raving about will be seen. He has lived up to that so far that he hasn't actually improved miles ahead of where he left. He's actually kind of the same player, same mold. The league was just different before. But now he's bringing his 
his comments to a team that was faring very well without those comments. It never needed that type of antics in the change room or the locker room. And I don't appreciate it at all. I think if Tuchel, Tuchel did the right thing by saying, okay, you feel like you're not playing, you feel like the system's not for you, go and play some more. Show people why it's actually embarrassing to have him sometimes on the field. And that's 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 where I'm at. Like, it's actually, uh, it's gotten to a point where he's been given a good opportunity to show his value. He's uh, had support from the club. He's the one that got um, his own injuries and then he felt as if the club wasn't supporting him. They weren't building a model around the way he plays and the likes. That's bogus, bruh. I'm so ready for this guy to buy. You guys can buy him back. Who? Who? You can buy him back. You can buy him back. We let him go for a reason, bro. Fuck. Fuck. We paid you guys money. Just the money that we paid for him now, some of it got back to you guys for that fucking... (laughs) Fucking hell. You guys, what a scam. (laughs) <laughs> definitely, definitely no loss, uh, no love lost there from also the gods to Lukaku. Gentlemen, remember if you don't know what to be, be cool. Be cool. <laughs>